Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're coming to get you, Barbara. We're here for your daughter, Chuck. There is no Dana, only soil. Said I'm not gonna hurt you. I'm just gonna bash your brains. Welcome back to the show. That was a little Halloween intro. I know when you're listening to this, Halloween will probably be over. Actually, I know it will be over. But I'm recording this the day before Halloween, and I was getting into the spirit, so I thought I'd have a little fun with it, do a little tribute to some of my favorite Halloween movies and quotes from them. But hope everybody's doing well, hope everybody's safe, getting ready for Halloween, getting ready for a nice weekend, and yeah, let's get into the episode. Today I wanted to talk very briefly about trusting your gut, which is another way to say trust your instincts. And when you think about it, the Halloween intro was kind of appropriate because what happens when you're in a scary situation what's that what happens when all the stupid characters in the movies that you're screaming at the screen don't go into that room or what are you doing why are you going back there it's because you know they're not trusting their instincts they're they know something's wrong and yet they do it anyway so they go back into uh into the room and they get killed or <laughs> one of their friends gets killed or whatever um now look it's not that dramatic or hopefully it's not that dramatic but same stuff can happen in the art world. Uh, a lot of situations of, you know, getting into the wrong situation, getting into the wrong gig, you know, doing something that a collector asks for that doesn't feel right to you, lowering your prices too much. Uh, I could go on, but a lot of it is just trusting your gut and not getting caught up in the moment or not overthinking it. Like, oh, I, I just need to do this. I need to do this. Not having that kind of uh, lack mindset where, this could be the only chance I ever get. Therefore, I need to do this. I need to push forward. Sometimes just taking a step back, trusting that inner voice, that that instinct, trusting your gut in the moment. When something doesn't feel right about it, then maybe you shouldn't be doing it. Or maybe at least you should pause 
it should give you reason to pause and to step back and objectively go, am I doing the right thing here? Sometimes it's easy as artists to act out of desperation. We think, oh my God, I'm never going to get this opportunity again. If I say no to this, nobody's ever going to give me another gig. Nobody's ever going to buy something else. And then desperation ends up leading to rationalization, which is where we go, you know what? It's okay that I'm doing this thing for free because it's going to lead to this and da, 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 da. Your brain starts to play tricks on you. Now, I know it's a slippery slope, but a lot of times when you're actually acting out of desperation, you're not listening to your gut, it leads to that kind of thought pattern, which kind of ends up setting a precedent for you to do more and more bad things. So this is a more reason to stop and just think about what you're doing. And really, if you're employing what I'm talking about, playing the long game, it doesn't really matter if you say no to a gig here or there. It doesn't matter if you say no to a collector here or there. It doesn't matter if you stick to your prices and say, you know what? No, that doesn't work for me because it's not the last opportunity you're going to have. If you're playing the long game, if you're really working on this whole thing of 10,000 hours or 10 years, I think I said that backwards, but 10 years or 10,000 hours to mastery, if you're working on mastering a craft, if you're working on your craft, and that's what's important to you, it doesn't matter if you say no here or there. What matters is that you're staying true to yourself, you're staying true to your art, and you're making the right decisions for your art career, not just the immediate decision. That's a big distinction. Now I'm going to give you a couple quick examples. I think you probably get it, but I'm going to give you a couple quick examples in general, and then ones from my own life and on both sides ones that I made the right decision and ones that I didn't make the right decision. And then we'll wrap this puppy up and get on our way to Halloween. All right, so a big one that comes to mind, obviously, is the pay-to-play gallery. Not just the thing that you've submitted for and they have an intro fee or whatever. Those are pretty standard. I've talked about that before. But I'm talking about a real pay-to-play. I'm not going to name any names, but I know there's a gallery overseas that does this a lot. They kind of not prey on, but they go after a certain type of artist in a different area, a place that makes it feel like, oh, this is a gallery in another country, and it would be great to show my work overseas. And, you know, they kind of hook you in, and you end up, you know, it sounds really great. It sounds too good to be true. Uh, That should be your first indication that maybe something's wrong. And then secondly, once you kind of get into it and they start sucking you in with some of the amenities it sounds like oh this is amazing amazing and then at the end you see oh and it'll only cost you three thousand dollars a month to show this but that's really pretty standard because this guy and this covers this kind of administration fee and da 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 da. oh and by the way you have to pay for all of your artwork to ship overseas and you have to pay for the person to come set it up and blah 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 blah. oh and we take 50 percent um that's a little much but at this point you might have gotten too far into the whole scenario and you're like, well, you know, the desperation kicks in, the rationalization kicks in and you start going, you know what? This might be my only opportunity to show in this country. Uh, It could be a really good experience. You never know who I'm going to meet there. Maybe they say they've got a great collector base. It's somebody that I'm not exposed to. These are people I'm not exposed to here. Uh, It could end up being a thing where they, somebody buys all my work and I have a collector for life or, you know, maybe, um, Maybe this connection, this person, this connection with this gallery could lead to this connection, and da da da. This is how the brain works, right? But really, what's going on underneath the surface is you've got red flags coming up. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're bubbling up. Uh, I don't, I'm mixing metaphors here, but 
all of the warning signs, all the warning lights, all the warning sirens are sounding, and you're just pushing those down because you really just want the opportunity so badly. Well, this is an opportunity to step back objectively and go, you know what? Do I really want to waste all this money? How much is this going to set me back with materials? How much is this going to potentially not ruin, but affect my reputation being in a pay to play gallery, uh, not being taken seriously, any number of things. How much time of mine is this going to waste? How much of my peace of mind am I going to waste? You know, being bitter, moving forward, not trusting people. It's just better on these situations to learn to listen to that inner voice and just nip it in the bud and go, you know what? This is not for me. I wish you luck, but I'm moving on to the next opportunity. This is a similar scenario to the scammer emails that I talked about in one of my earlier episodes, uh, Scammer Beware. So go back and listen to that. But it's the same situation. They're preying on your desperation to make a sale. And, you know, they cook up this huge cockamamie story. And you're like, oh, uh, well, you know, that could be true. They could be off the coast of New Zealand, a marine biologist stuck in a huge storm. And They want to just pay by check. They don't have access to their PayPal account or their bank account. And therefore they need a courier to come over and pick it up in person and pay you by check. And, oh, and then they're going to pay you extra just to make sure they're covering all the costs. And then you can reimburse them the, you know, whatever didn't go towards the painting. And then by the time you send it to them, the original check bounces and you're on the hook for the whole amount. This is the same scenario. You know, you're letting your desperation for the sale get the better of you, you're pushing down that inner voice that's going, no, don't do this. This person's full of shit. Uh, Listen to me. And you're like, shut up. I want to make a sale. And you end up doing it. Well, listen to your instincts. Nine times out of 10, your instincts, your inner voice are always going to be right. If you feel like something is wrong, if you feel like something's too good to be true, you know what? It is. I don't get suckered into these things anymore. Even when I go, you know, this is probably too good to be true. Most times now I'll just waste like five or 10 minutes of my time, which sometimes, you know, cuts into my day. I've got a bunch of stuff to do and somebody gets me on the hook and I end up just answering the email just when I know it's BS, but just to put the feelers out there to make sure. And that's just a waste of time. So that's just a a micro version of not listening to my instinct and inner voice. I've actually gotten to the point where this week recently somebody did the same thing. It was a kind of a similar template email scam. And you know, I just didn't even answer him. I didn't give him the time of the day. A lot of times my brain just goes, you know what, you might want to make sure and just send him a little feeler email back and see, but it just ends up wasting my time and makes me angry. So I don't even do that anymore. I just go, okay, whatever. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Now a scenario that I didn't trust my instincts on was kind of this celebrity event I did this one time. And I've actually done a few of these And sometimes they end up, you know, working out or whatever. But I I basically ended up having to pay for my way to get into this thing and show my work. And I I rationalized. I told myself, look, it's going to be worth it. There's going to be some high powered people there. They're not going to be exposed to my work in any other scenario. And they're going to buy my work. And then I'm going to be off to the races. You know what I mean? And really what ended up happening was I just got on the hook for buying my way into this thing. It set me back a lot. This was back when I was waiting tables and it ended up setting me back a few hundred dollars, which to me at the time was a lot of money. It was a few paintings, you know, it was a couple utilities and part of my rent and I didn't end up selling a thing. And, you know, the event itself didn't end up living up to what it was supposed to be either. It was just kind of like another one of those unsatisfying letdowns. 
And I kind of knew it the whole time. I had this little voice in the back of my mind just going, you know what? This is probably not worth it, but you should do it. Just do it. You know, you can put it on your resume. That's another one. It can be on your resume. At very least, people can see you did this, blah, blah, blah. Now, you know what? That's true. It can go on your resume. And sometimes it is something that you can at least go, look, I did this event. Uh, People don't need to know that it didn't really live up to (laughs) your expectations. But now that's up to you to decide whether or not it's it's right for you. But for me, it ended up costing me money. It cost me some peace of mind. I was a little upset that it didn't turn out the way it was supposed to. And looking back on it, it was just one of those examples of, you know, what I when I should have listened to my inner voice and my gut. So now I'm going to give you an example on the on the flip side, which was about a couple of years ago, I got contacted by this company uh, from New York. And uh, I was excited from New York and they were doing something in Las Vegas and it was going to be this big expo. Not going to get into any details because I don't want anybody to sue me or anything. But basically they wanted me, they found me on my website. Uh, I was doing a lot of marketing at the time and they found me and they were gushing about my work and they wanted me to come, you know, over to this expo. They were going to pay for me to get over there. They were going to pay me like a per diem. They're going to pay me for my time, my, my uh, hotel, I was basically going to be doing like a live painting thing at this expo for a few days. And then I was going to be able to sell all my work from it. And I was like, awesome. Sounds perfect. You know, what better than to be paid to travel, paid for your time, paid a per diem, sell your work. It was, they were going to really market me. It just had like hundreds of thousands of people. They were going to attend this event. It was in Vegas. I was like, Hey, no, how could you lose? Right? Well, what ended up happening was I ended up talking to a person who was a little bit higher on the totem pole in the company. Ah, and all of a sudden things started changing and all of a sudden attitudes started changing. All of a sudden I was being treated a little bit more like a parasite. I was like, oh, I, th- I thought my hotel was going to get paid for. Oh, oh well, we're yeah, we're going to pay for one night. Uh, it's going to be at this. It was this hotel in this crappy part of Vegas. It was like a rinky dink hotel. They weren't going to pay for it ahead of time. I had to put on my card and then I just show them my receipts and they're going to reimburse me. All of a sudden they weren't paying for my gas over there. They weren't paying for my time. My per diem was, was non-existent. And then I was like, well, I'm going to at least be able to sell my stuff at the show, right? Well, no, now we can't, uh, we can't really sell. There's a conflict of interest. We can't really sell your work at the show. What you can do is you can uh, stick around after the show and then try to reach out to people. And then later on you can make an, and I was like, so I can't even sell my work at the show. If somebody was interested you know, they can't even buy something. Well, no, it would have to be arranged afterwards. I'm like, so who's going to come to the show, like my stuff, want to buy it there? And me tell them, oh, I'm sorry, I can't sell you my work that's sitting right in front of you. I, you have to then go to my website after the event and then buy it. And they're like, well, that's just the way it is. And this person was giving me a huge attitude. And I was like, all of a sudden, it was like I was this parasite. When they, lo- you know, they found me, they were interested in my work. They were gushing about it. I was doing them this huge favor. I'd done all these mock-ups on my computer for them, giving them a lot of my time already. So I was already invested in this. And you know what ended up happening? My That whole rationalization mechanism started kicking in. Well, it still could be good. You never know who you're going to meet there. It's an interesting gig on your resume. It could lead to big things. And the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? My inner voice was screaming. It was like, these people are treating you like shit like do you want to work with people like this it doesn't even matter what it could potentially happen which obviously it doesn't sound like anything was going to come of it but they've already come back they've already like rolled back a lot of the things that they said they were going to cover they're treating you poorly you're not even going to be able to sell your work there 
Um, it's going to be a whole week of your time and money paying for your way over there. Now you got to find a different hotel. You might have to drive back and forth to Vegas. It's super hot in the summertime. I was just like, you know what? This is just not worth it from a energy standpoint. And so luckily I trusted my instinct and I told this person, I said, you know, this is not what I was supposed to be when you first reached out to me. I put a lot of time and effort into this. And, you know, unless you're willing to do what you said at the beginning, this is just not worth my time. I'm sorry. Uh, I wish you luck. I think if you do deal with another artist, you should probably treat them a little better and you should probably not treat them like they're trying to ask you, you know, for something that wasn't already offered them, treating them like a parasite. You know, I was like, artists sometimes can be sensitive. And if you want to work with somebody, there needs to be a mutual respect and this person was just like, well, okay, whatever. Thanks for your time. And they, they just didn't even give a shit either. So it ended up being absolutely the right decision for me. I do not regret it one little bit. Uh, it was a kind of empowering moment where it's just like, yeah, you know what? I, I may be an artist and I may not have as much money as your company does. I may not have as much influence. Um, but you know what? My time matters and my work matters. And if you're going to approach me, then you need to live up to what you set my expectations to be. And we just said our goodbyes and I moved on. And I haven't looked back. I actually just thought about it because it was right for this episode. But other than that, very happy to have not done this. And as a matter of fact, I feel sorry for the artists that ended up signing on because I know they were taken advantage of. And I know they put a lot of effort into this and for basically no payoff. And I, I feel bad for them. But um, hopefully, at very least, they treated them with a little more respect after what I told this person. So, Or maybe it didn't even end up happening. You never know. But that's just an example of trusting your gut, trusting that inner voice and those red flags that you see, you know, oftentimes in the art world when people are trying to take advantage of you. I've got hundreds more of these examples, both large and small, but I think you get the idea. So really, basically, what you just need to think about is... Playing the long game, trusting your work, trusting in yourself, holding yourself to a high standard, and just knowing, you know what, if you ever get lost in these things, if you're ever questioning, you know what, just go back to the work, focus on the work. You always have the work as an artist. Get back and get centered in that. Start working in the studio. It'll clear your head. You'll have time to think, and everything will basically be answered in the studio. Yeah, that's that's the best advice I can give you is just give yourself some time to think and ruminate and, you know, mull these things over while you're doing something that you are good at, while you're working on this skill, while you're performing your craft, that will give you the confidence to make the right decision. So if you're ever wondering, that's why they say sleep on it. You know, it, it's just so true. You know, I never, I always took that for granted before, but sleep on it. And if you can't sleep on it, studio on it. Studio on it. That's uh, almost better as an artist, really. Take that time to just be in your place, the place where you shine and you're able to really give this some objective thought. Uh, so yeah, there you go. Oh, and remember, always play the long game. You'll never look back on something like this, something that was really not, something basically that you were rationalizing or you were building up in your mind as okay, I guarantee you, you will never look back on one of those situations after 10 years and go, 
yeah, I really wish I would have done that thing for no money. Or I really wish I would have gone down in my price by 50% to give to that collector. Because you know what? In the long run and in the long game, you will sell that piece for what it's worth. Maybe even more. You know, you will get into a situation where you were compensated for your time and for your skill level and you won't regret it at that point. So do the things that are good for you. Do the things that are good for your career. Do legitimate gigs. Make legitimate sales. Learn from these experiences. Every once in a while, you're going to make the wrong choice, but at least you can learn from it. But what we're really doing is we're just kind of honing that ability to listen to our gut and to our inner voice. So hopefully this has been helpful. Look forward to talking to you next time. And uh, hopefully you're going to watch a scary movie. Hopefully you watched a scary movie. Uh, There's not a whole lot we can do this year, depending on where you are. I don't think there's going to be a lot of trick-or-treating because it's a hard knock life for us. Uh, Instead of treated, we get tricked. Instead of kisses, we watch movies. Okay, whatever. I didn't make a lot of sense, but (laughs) I'm going to watch a nice scary movie with my wife. It's my one time of the year where she'll watch a scary movie with me. So that'll be fun. We'll probably indulge in some uh, some sweets and have a good time. Hopefully everybody's going to stay safe. And just remember to lock your doors and answer me one question. Do you like scary movies? This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.